Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning to you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us as we advance. We survive in advance into our hump day, into our Wednesday morning. If you missed Ask Amy Anything, well, it's part of the podcast, and I always go back and try to answer your questions. Uh, And so was just caught doing that, and the voice got started, and I wasn't ready, and someone asked me, I don't know if this is a legit question, or he just wants to know if I'm paying attention to the Facebook page. Why after the third strike does the batter sometimes run to first base? All right, I can answer that. Seems seems pretty standard. I don't know. Is it a trick question? It might be, but <laughs> I'm going to answer it straight up and just assume the guy doesn't understand. And I suppose he, it's a compliment that he comes to us instead of using Google. Right. Right. I see that. Great. That's awesome. My mom does that sometimes. She'll send me questions. When she could easily just research it herself on the internet. It's respect. <laughs> it's respect. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Uh, thanks so much for all of your support on our social. And that is not just our Twitter sites. We've got two of them. Mine, A-Law Radio. Also our show account, After Hours CBS. Our Facebook page. We've got a YouTube channel. Do you all remember earlier this year when we told you After we reached 4,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, that producer Jay would eat an entire pot of broccoli, like as in a jar, a ginormous vat. Okay, a pot, fine. We'll do a pot, but it's got to be a big pot, like a, a, a crock pot size. Like a lobster kind of baked pot. Okay. If you want to do that, that'd be great. Well, guess what? We are getting dangerously close. We are within a few dozen of 4,000, so broccoli it is. I'll allow you to have salt and pepper on it, and even butter if you want. Oil? Okay, I'll allow you to have salt and pepper, and are you talking olive oil? You yeah. can't You can't fry it, though. You're not frying it in a pan. Can we? You can steam it. You can put it on the grill. Frying takes all the nutrients out of it. You have to eat actual broccoli that's not fried to a crisp like it's a French fry. Can I, like, broil it? In like a com- yeah, like I mean, broiling or steaming is the same thing. It's it's yeah, you just are essentially warming it up and 
So I could put oil on it and like put it in an oven and get it like. No. I don't want it just raw. Well, of course not. I said you can steam it or you can boil it. You can do that. You can't put it in the oven because then it gets crispy. That's and what I you, want. And you like the crispy. Yeah, no, this I is want. not crispy broccoli. This is the kind of broccoli that you would have as a side dish or that you would have on your salad. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, I don't eat salad, but. I know you don't eat salad. The point is you don't eat any vegetables, which is why, unless it's sausage and peppers. So this is why we're, we made this bet, remember? I remember. I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll pay my dues. The bet is a bet. But we got to get there. Okay. Or maybe if you bring back my pasta sauce and my jar of M&M's, I'll say you don't have to eat broccoli. Hmm. Well, I want to get to the subscriber account amount, so maybe we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. So we're getting closer. 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. And yeah, our last two videos were the most popular. They were Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. And uh, we're going to do another holiday edition. Also, you have one hour left to send your guesses, a number between one and a thousand to participate in the ugly sweater holiday edition of the After Hours Zoom Room Uh, on Survivor Island. We're down to just 21 survivors or candidates, and we will do three different pieces of After Hours swag. If you haven't seen what the swag is, that's on YouTube as well. So we appreciate that our numbers continue to grow. I know social media is only a small indicator of the listening audience, it's it's not even remotely close to the majority, but we do have a very active community on our social media sites, so we appreciate that you found us and you follow us there as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. If you're waking up just now, or if you haven't yet flipped on the tube, of course you've already looked at your phones, but if you don't look at a sports site on your phone, instead you count on us, well, you missed some fireworks. Not even two minutes into a game in the Bay Area last night between Warriors and T-Wolves. Edwards will take a dribble, take a three straight on, no good. Draymond defensive rebound. Leaves it for Paul down the right side, and now McDaniels and Clay Thompson get tangled up, and now Draymond gets in there to... Hug Gobert away in a headlock. And we've got a scramble. We have security people on the floor. Coaches flying all over the place. Clay Thompson gets pulled aside by Chris Paul. Draymond and Gobert get separated. Well, Draymond went after Gobert as if he saw Gobert do something. And Gobert now pointing and gesturing in Draymond's direction. John Murray, Warriors security extraordinary over there. Yeah, Clay's Clay jersey is ripped. Jersey. And here we are, a minute and 43 in. No points were scored. It's the first time in NBA history, according to the peeps in the know, when multiple players have been ejected before any points went on the board in a game. <laughs> This is, uh, it was fireworks and it was early and it was Warriors and it was T-Wolves and it was uh, even sniping before it actually got chippy. If you haven't seen the video, it's on our YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sorry. I made that up. It's on our show Twitter. We've got too many social media sites. People want us to get TikTok. No way. The Chinese are using it to spy on you. People want us to get Insta. People want us to get uh, Snapchat. No nope. threads doing it's I have no idea, but it's way too much social media and I can't even keep the five that we have straight, including our podcast. Anyway, anyways, uh, back to our social. It's on our show Twitter account after hours CBS. If you haven't seen it, it's it unveloped. It unfolded. I should say uh, it unfolded very quickly and it originally started because Clay Thompson had a hand on Jaden McDaniels. They're kind of 
sort of going for a rebound. I wouldn't say McDaniels was actually going for the rebound. Uh, but Clay's got a stiff arm on him and has got a handful of jersey as he's thinking maybe Jaden's going to go for the board. Jaden doesn't. He goes back up the court. But as he does so, he then grabs Clay's jersey and actually rips it. So Clay's got a handful of his jersey. Jaden takes exception, grabs Clay's jersey right below the neck, rips it. The two of them refuse to let go of each other. They're spinning around like a whirling dervish. And at the same time, they are flailing their their loose arms. So they've each got a hold of each other. Their other arms are flailing and they're spinning down court. It's actually, it's almost like synchronized swimming. It was pretty choreographed if you believe that the NBA is scripted. Anyway, if you want to see it, you can check it out on our show Twitter account. So the two were spinning around. They're jostling. And as they get tangled up, Rudy Gobert comes in, and he attempts to pull Clay Thompson away. The method with which he attempts to pull Clay Thompson away from Jaden McDaniels is that he puts his arm around his the side of his head. He's got his forearm around his ear and down by his jaw. Okay, so Rudy Gobert's a lot bigger than Clay Thompson. As he comes in, he kind of cuffs him, uh, and he's got an arm around one side of his head, and he's behind him, right? So he's behind him, and he's got an arm around Clay's head. Draymond Green takes exception to that and comes flying into the middle of the scrum, and when he does so, he actually gets Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Now, Draymond refuses to let go. He had to be pried off of Rudy Gobert. For that reason, he is assessed a flagrant two, and he is tossed. Both Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels are assessed double technicals, and they are then tossed because you can't get two technicals in a game and remain on the court. Rudy Gobert, according to the crew chief, was a peacemaker. But no joke, he's got Clay around the head with his arm. That's why, I mean, if it's me, I don't know if I put Rudy Gobert in a headlock, but that's why Draymond came flying in is because Gobert had his teammate around the head. That was whack to me. Now, Draymond should have let go. He didn't let go, and that's the issue, is that after he is kind of pulled backward, he, he's dragging Gobert with him, and he refuses to let go. And Gobert does not have Clay around the neck, but he does have a forearm around, again, the side of his head and his jaw. And Clay takes exception to that. So he starts, he turns around and, and kind of throws a punch or at least a forearm into the chest of Rudy Gobert. So it was really messy. And you get two different versions of the story. First, here is Timberwolves head coach Chris Finch. Didn't see a ton of it, to be honest with you. I looked down. I saw Rudy in a chokehold. I saw both Clay and um, Jaden wrapped up with each other. I didn't see how any of it started until I looked at the film. Um, you know, so but it you know it was right from the jump. You know, they're putting their hands on us, and um, we got you know got again it got physical right away. And um, I thought the referees did a really good job of cleaning it up. I thought the uh, you know, the suspensions or the ejections rather were uh, the right ones. thought it was they were warranted. And, um, you know, I thought they did a good job of getting control of the game from that point of view. I was just trying to crash for a rebound and uh, he kind of had grabbed me by my collar. And I was just trying to, you know, defend myself, get him kind of off me like a little bit. And, you know, the rest is, it is what it is. Could you feel the tensions already at that point? 
Oh uh, yeah, I knew before like there was like some chitter chatter going back and forth. Chitter like, chatter. I wasn't taking it serious. I was laughing, and then I guess it was a bigger deal to him. So I have no problem. I don't got no issue. I was just trying to defend myself, really. <laughs> chitter chatter. When was the last time you heard a professional athlete use the word chitter chatter? Or the phrase chitter-chatter. I love that, actually. So, Jaden McDaniels gives you his perspective. Obviously, Steve Kerr's is going to be completely different. There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and he, the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Um, so I was upset about that. And then uh, the Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his... Uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy. And uh, that's I saw one replay um, right after it happened. Um, guys on the back of the bench were telling us uh, <clears throat> that Rudy had Draymond uh, or had Clay, and that's why Draymond went went at Rudy. So that's all I all I know. Um, but it was yeah, a bizarre way to start the game a minute and a half in. Yeah, de- definitely. So I. I'm quite certain that all of these guys, the the two teams will be hearing from the NBA because, first of all, Draymond, he's a repeat offender. uh, And I don't have any issue with him trying to get Rudy Gobert, who's much bigger off Clay Thompson. I do not. From his perspective, what he saw was Gobert's arm around Clay's head. So I don't have any issue with a teammate defending another teammate. My issue with Draymond is always that he takes it too far. And in this case... I'm actually, they're just showing it again on uh, on TV in front of me here. Uh, the issue is that he refused to let go. And and go, he was dragging Gobert backward. If someone's dragging him backward, he's dragging Gobert backward. And he refuses to let go. Carl Anthony Towns tries to hold up Gobert. I mean, you've got Steve Kerr who's trying to get in his face and talk to him. He, he just doesn't let go. That's Draymond. He gets very intense. Um, I don't know why Clay and... Jaden were ejected. Um, yeah, they both grabbed Jersey, and Jaden wouldn't let go. And so then you've got them, the two of them spinning around. But I kind of agree that since they were both e- uh, equal offenders, that it should have been just a, a straight up technical one on each and not tossed. Uh, it was it was a big mess early on, and so you're going to see it this morning, of course. Everybody talking about Draymond Green. <laughs> Forget the initial altercation. It all boils down to Draymond is a punk. That's pretty much what I've seen. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up in five minutes here on the show, Jerry Palm, the college football playoff committee and college football playoff rankings analyst uh, from CBS Sports will join us. We're excited to have him to kind of explain uh, the Georgia-Ohio State separation. How separate? How much separation is there, right? Is there more? Um, or... If you uh, if you're looking farther down past the undefeateds, what are the what are the the possibilities, the potential there for teams to move up as we get into uh, conference tournaments and in these last few weeks of the college football season? So we'll do that with him coming up. Not sure if you heard Deion Sanders. I think this is really interesting. Deion Sanders, if you remember, was petitioning the NCAA to figure out who it was that stole the jewelry and cash from his locker room from his players when they were in, I think they were at the Rose Bowl, right? They were playing UCLA. Uh, and so he wanted to the NCAA to investigate. He wanted uh, the Rose Bowl to investigate and not only to restore what had been stolen, but to, you know, to to kind of get to the bottom of the whole thing. 
he found out actually it was high school recruits who got into Colorado's locker room. Let's not crucify and punish these high school kids, okay? Whatever the punishment that comes along with it, all right, let that be that community service or whatever is it. But let's not abort the rest of their opportunities and lives because of a mistake. Let's make sure that those kids atone for what transpired, if it's community service, whatever it is, but they don't lose an opportunity to change their lives. They're kids. They made a stupid, dumb, idiotic mistake. Guess what? When I was 7 and 18, so did I. All right? So did you. Hmm. I appreciate that grace from Dion. I really do, that grace and that mercy, uh, because he says these kids need the help, not the criticism. Uh, but he does say they should have to do, to make reper, re, uh, reimbursements, reper, they should have to pay, uh, repercussions, the wrong word. They should have to make reimbursement and they should have to do community service or something along those lines. Yeah, so they don't forget about this. Uh, also, there's a lot of chatter around Dion. I guess we can ask Jerry Palm his uh, opinion on this. There's a lot of chatter around Dion with some of the coaching vacancies that are presenting themselves, like Texas A&M, uh, where Jimbo Fisher was fired, and, and, and he's not the only one, and there will be coaching vacancies in the SEC. You even had a prominent media member say that the SEC needs Dion Sanders. So the conversation in his most recent press conference was about talking to recruits in their living room, speaking to their families, knowing that there will be job opportunities for them, what does he tell them so that they can be confident he's going to be around? I'm here. I'm here. Like I, I tell them my mother's here. My sister's here. My dog is here. My daughter's here. Both the, three of my sons are here. My other daughter comes at, during every home game. We're here. I get mail here. <laughs> I claim taxes here. I pay taxes here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. I don't hear that. I don't, I, don't, I don't hear that. Maybe our recruiting staff hears it, but I, I don't hear it. I'm too honest not, you know, with parents, and I'm, I'm going to tell them the truth. I like that. He's so open. He's honest. What did he tell us? I'm not a moment. I'm, I'm a, a monument. monument. Yeah, but it was before. Not a moment. There we go. Okay, I got it backwards. But I'm not a moment. I'm a monument. Or I'm a monument, not a moment. As in, I'm not a flash in the pan. Um, so, yeah. And he he says, we had a long way to go. I'm building something here in Boulder. You know what I'm really happy about? That real football enthusiast and just football people who know football know what we're really doing here. It's a lot of people that don't and think that we're just losing. No, 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 no. You, you got to find a win in the midst of a loss. And I love it that football people understand what time it is without looking at their watches. <laughs> he speaks in riddles, and yet it's highly entertaining. Again, I could listen to him talk about, I'm here, my dog's here, my daughter's here. My mom's here. My three sons are here. My other daughter's in town for every home game. I get my mail here. I, I mean, he just, he has a way with words. He ha he is an orator. He has a way with words. God, that was good. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of good, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, will join us coming up. We'll talk about Georgia as the new number one. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are li- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. If we're building this, right, in, in week 11, we're going to look at everything that's, that's happened to date, where they're playing, um, etc. But, you know, that winning matters. You know, we talk about it every year as we go into this, that Winning games matters. Um, a lot of really good teams. You know, the top eight didn't change uh, as far as the actual teams in there. There was just a little bit of shifting, and the head-to-head does matter. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of playoff committee chair, college football playoff committee chair, Boo Corrigan. Uh, and he was speaking on ESPN as he does every Tuesday as the rankings are unveiled. And it's convoluted, but there is at least one man on the planet who understands exactly how the system works as we get closer to the Final Four and the college football playoff. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I always learn something when our friend Jerry Palm joins us, and he's been with CBS Sports well, I, I mean, I met him, and we were already uh, employees of the same company. So how long, Jerry, have you been with the company? Uh, 2011 full-time. There you go. Look so, at you. So what's that, 12 years? 
It's a long time. Yeah, we're about to celebrate our 11th anniversary. So, yes, you just you just beat us by a, a hair. Uh, let's talk about the latest from the college football playoff rankings. Georgia leapfrogs Ohio State. Not a surprise given the last two weeks. But how close are these two teams at the top? Oh, they're still pretty close. Um, you know, the, Georgia's picked up two high-ranking wins uh, in uh, Missouri and Mississippi in the last uh, two weeks, and those were their first two quality wins of the season. Ohio State already had a couple. Um, they've uh, now the, their big one is that you know, they beat Penn State, and now they had a win earlier at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's loss to Clemson a couple weeks ago actually hurt Ohio State because that win doesn't look quite as good now. Mm. It's still a good win, but it doesn't look quite as good now as it did before that. So it's it's really hair splitting between those two, but uh, Georgia's wins are better, and uh, and I think that that's in the end what put them over the top. What if you know I love what ifs. What if both these teams went out, meaning Ohio State beats Michigan and has a top three victory? Then how does that transpire? How does that affect the final rankings? It could put Ohio State back on top, but you know that's not, of course, the only game because they each play. Right. Uh, you know, Georgia will play Alabama, and right. that's another. I mean, that's number eight. Well, that's a really good team, um, and uh, Georgia also has, I think, Georgia Tech still. Um, Ohio State's got Maryland, I think, uh, before that. So you know, a couple of games that they should win pretty easily, and then of course their champion. Yeah, the championship game. So for Georgia, uh, that's the Alabama game for. Ohio State, it would be Iowa, and Iowa's a team in the ranking. So it could be pretty close for number one at the rest of the season if those two teams continue to win. When we're thinking about these top five, then, the teams that are undefeated, uh, how much separation if, if from Georgia to Ohio State and on down through the rest of the, that crew? Yeah, it feels like the committee has been – uh, relatively soft on Michigan, and just because their schedule, they just don't really respect Michigan's schedule. Not just you know the Big Ten portion of their schedule, because the Big Ten is really divided. You know, you've got Michigan, Ohio State, and then a gap to Penn State, and then a big gap to everyone else, uh, which includes Iowa. And I don't think the the committee really has a lot of respect for Michigan's schedule because. They didn't play a good non-conference schedule, and they've only played Penn State um, so far uh, among the the better teams in the league. They didn't even get Iowa uh, in conference. So, um, so Michigan's had a hard time getting above three, and then uh, but Florida State and Washington are two really different teams. Florida State does not have a very good schedule, but they did beat LSU. They beat them pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's their one good win. And then Washington, you know, playing Pac-12 teams every week, so they've got I think three ranked wins now, two in back in the last two weeks, and they can't seem to get over the hump. And I, it's because of margin of victory. This committee seems to be uh, rewarding big scoring margins more than other committees have in the past. And uh, Florida State has won for the most part pretty big, and uh, Washington has, has been barely getting by some of their games, you know. The one single-digit wins, you know, I think half of them, and they—they're just, you know, they're not blowing people out, mm. but they're—they're they're beating better teams. And I think in the past, 
the, the margin of victory of Florida State's games would not have as much impact as they seem to this year. Do you like that move with this no, current committee? Really. You don't? No, not really. Um, I think they should emphasize more the quality of the opposition. I, I don't think you can ignore it because it's football and you only have 12 games and you, you, you don't, it's not like basketball where you, everybody's playing three times as many games as that. And, and, you, and, you know, basketball margins are kind of weird because of the way the games end with free throws and stuff like that. They can be deceptive. So um, you definitely should not be using it in basketball, but I think they should use it less in football. I, I don't, I think that when you, when you're stacking the quality wins that Washington is, uh, I think that that should be rewarded. Jerry Palm is with us early morning. I, I can't keep up with his hours. You think ours are strange <laughs> and odd. This time of the year, you've got both football and basketball. And so I know you're sometimes up late and then you wake early. Uh, so we're glad that we could spend a few minutes with you. And he does the college football playoff committee analysis, but also does the same for March Madness and has all those brackets on CBSSports.com. Uh, it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So, Jerry, then when you look at teams behind this group, group who has the best potential to be able to make a sizable leap and get into the top four based on what they still have to come yeah well Oregon is the highest rated one loss team their loss came at Washington three-point game and they get to play probably Washington again in a Pac-12 championship game if both those teams went out so you'd have to like their chances as a one loss team um, you would like Texas as well. Texas has got the best win anybody has, and that will probably still be true at the end, and that is the win at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless Ohio State wins at Michigan, that's probably going to be the best win anybody has all year, and that is really uh, Texas is being rewarded for that. You know, they've been ahead of Alabama all the way, and if you know Alabama beats Georgia and Texas wins out, Texas is probably still going to be ahead of Alabama. So, you know, it, those two teams among the one-loss teams are really in the best shape to try and make a push to get into the Final Four. Anything about the rankings to this point that make you scratch your head that you don't you don't agree with? Um, well, yeah, there are a couple of things. I mean, I already talked about how, like, margin of victory is impacted. A couple of the rankings where, you know, like I think Washington should be ahead of Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that um, perhaps uh, Missouri, you know, which has had uh, had a big win over Tennessee, jumped way up uh, past just about everybody. In fact, even one loss Louisville uh, to number nine this week uh, on a strength of a, a, a 20-some point win over Tennessee and I just felt like that that was an overreaction. Um, although I'm glad to see Missouri among this group of teams because that's a that's a name you don't often see. Right. Uh, up in you know they could end up at a New Year's Six Bowl and that, that's you know they've got a good program but you don't often see them in this this high a cotton. And so uh, <laughs> it's it's fun to see uh, a team like that uh, up there. Uh, but I think that that's another team where perhaps you know, the committee overreacted to per one game. Moving forward, Jerry, how much, and and we can use this current year as a model, how much would it look different if this was an expanded playoff? Will the committee treat it differently when it's an expanded playoff? 
I don't think so because the process for ranking the teams doesn't change once you go past four. You know, they're they're ranking twenty five, and the, you know the, the process is the same. The criteria is the same. Obviously, the teams are different, and what's good and bad about them is different the further you go down. But I don't think they need to change anything. What's going to change is how many teams they end up putting in a bracket and where they go. So, um, but no, I don't think it really changes much for the committee in terms of how they evaluate teams uh, once we get into a 12-team playoff. Right now it's all, well, it's mostly big-time schools, you know, the, the major conferences, the Power Five, so to speak. How much do you think that's volatile once the playoff expands? Uh, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, you have to. I think it's hard for the, oh, the two lanes of the world to try and get the kind of games that they need to push much higher in the rankings. But the nice thing about the twelve-team playoff is there will be at least one in the playoff every year because they're going to take. It looks like they'll probably do with the demise of the Pac-12. Mm. They're going to have the top five conference champions automatically in the top five in the rankings, and then seven at-large teams. And that that's going to guarantee one spot, at least for a group of five team in the, rank, in, the, in the playoff every year. And that's something they don't have now. So it's going to be better for them, but it's not necessarily going to be easier to put more than one team in uh, because they just it's hard for them to get the kinds of games they need to get the committee's attention. Jerry Palm is with us here after our CBS Sports Radio. What's your reaction to the Jimbo Fisher situation where Texas A&M letting him go and having to pay, oh, through the nose for him? Well, you know, if you're going to sign a contract that's really got that kind of, I'm going to just say stupid money in it. <laughs> Monopoly money? Then, yeah, then, you know, it's, I, 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 why did you, why did you sign him to that kind of a deal to begin with? I mean, did they really need to? <laughs> Couldn't they got him for a little less? But the, the buyouts in some of these contracts are crazy. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, it, it ties your hand. That it's not just uh, Texas A&M, you know, paying a lot of money because it's all relative. You know, Indiana, for example, is, is, you know, there's a lot of talk that maybe Tom Allen won't survive this season. But he's got a relatively large buyout for a place like Indiana and they're made, they may not want to pay it. So, you know, th- th- that's kind of a thing in these contracts now is that the coaches are getting these big buyouts and it makes it harder to cut ties if in fact it's not working out. So, you know, A&M, I guess is, you know, they got all, a ton of money down there apparently. Right. So, <laughs> so they're going to pay and, and counting like all the assistance and stuff. I think I thought it's going to be 125 million they're going to be paying people to not coach at Texas A&M anymore. And that's, that's just great. I mean, how, how much are you going to be able to spend on a new guy? I guess, I don't know. They must just be printing money down there. Oh, um, seriously. Okay, so you know me because we're friends. I laugh at inappropriate times. Let's hope that doesn't happen while I'm doing my wedding <laughs> vows in a, in a month. But when, yeah. sometimes when I get nervous, I laugh at But I also just laugh when it's just not, it, it's not the right thing to do. It's, I'll just confess that when I saw the ruling from the judge about Oregon State and Washington State, I did yeah. actually giggle a little bit because they now have sole control over the Pac-12 Board of Directors. Just just yeah. the two schools. It's, it's all them. It's all people from uh, those two schools. Uh, first of all, I, 
what does that even mean? I, I don't understand how those two schools can. Yeah, I don't get it. Are they still a conference well, or are they not? They want to be. You know, there's some value in the Pac-12, you know, name and and keeping that entity alive because they have NCAA tournament units, um, and there's a fair amount of money in that. And they have they also have debt. Uh, they have a like a fifty million dollar uh, debt owed to Comcast. Uh, it, gosh, that the the whole mismanagement of that league is just it's sad. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think it's fair that they those two should have the the control going forward because they're they're the only ones left and they're trying to salvage something here. Um, but it's uh, it, the whole thing just it frustrates me to see you know that conference just gone like this. Then, um, as a Big Ten guy, I'm a little disappointed in in our league for being the one that kind of stuck the final knife in by grabbing Oregon and Washington because we've had a a good relationship with that league, you know, strong relationship with that league for hundred years, and just you know, that, anyways, it's just that the disappearance of the Pac-12 is something I find frustrating. Mm. So if if they end up inviting member schools, it's kind of a tough situation, or new members, I should say, a tough situation to walk into because you're assuming all that debt. There's no legit TV package. I mean, I'm not sure. I I know there are a lot of mid majors, but that's a tough situation. Why would another school want to walk into that? Yeah, I think that they're going to have to. I think they're going to try and do something um, with the Mountain West, where the name still exists. They could maybe even be still considered a major conference, although I kind of doubt it. But um, but you know, those assets of the what's left of the Pac-12 and, and the Mountain West could be combined in some way to to create a viable league that's that's better for both of them. But uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer or an accountant, so you know I don't know how the, all of that's going to work. But I think that's the longer-term game plan. But you, they've got to have control of the name of the league. They have to have control of the league in order to be able to even start approaching things like that. As the world turns, he may not be an accountant or an attorney, but he is a damn good analyst for college football playoff committee rankings uh, plus March Madness. I mean, it's already on his brain, even though it's November, but it'll be here before you know it. So find him on Twitter at JP Palm CBS. Uh, he's he calls himself a geek, but I mean that's I am. that's an affectionate term. Well, I call my, myself my, a nerd. My, my so. degree is computer science. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, but I I tell I'm people <laughs> being being a nerd is also a huge compliment. So we are in the same boat there. Uh, thank you for a couple of minutes. Good morning to you, and uh, we'll find your stuff on CBSSports.com, Jer. All right. Thanks. Nice talking to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose if nerd can be a lovable term, so can geek. So, yeah, check him out. Uh, He always not only gives you the lowdown on the rankings and what they mean and how they could change, he fills out the entire bowl schedule before they actually fill it out. Uh, And so he's got real good stuff, real good insight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After... Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat ten. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top step. Southern Southing into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The Cleveland Browns. Clock winds under eight and a half to play here in the fourth quarter. Jackson adjusts his wristbands as he settles into the shotgun. Takes the snap, looks to his right. Ball is swatted high in the air, and it is intercepted by the Browns. Greg Newsom along the sidelines into the end zone. Touchdown Cleveland, 33 yards off the deflection at the line of scrimmage. No penalty flags. And the Browns are within 130-130. I told you, like, everything just went silent. Um, The first thing that just came to my mind was, thank the Lord. I I said to them before, I didn't know I was going to be able to play this week. Honestly, at the beginning of the week, I really couldn't run still. So um, just all all praise to man. Greg Newsom with a pick six. That brought the Browns within a point because there was a missed PAT. Don't! That's not what you're looking for after a game-changing play. But, yeah, within a minute, Elijah Moore catches a 10-yard TD, and then there's this pick six by Greg Newsom. And Baltimore has to punt with five minutes to go. Cleveland is able to use those final five minutes not only to keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but also to line up for a 40-yard field goal. It was a stunner. It was one of the six games in week 10 that were decided or settled, I should say, not decided, but settled on a jump around field goal. (laughs) It's the NFL's version of walk off, jump around, leap around field goal. And 11 of the 14 games were decided by a single score, eight points or fewer. Top that week, 11. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Sean McDermott fires his offensive coordinator, uh, Ken Dorsey, because it's definitely his fault, as in definitely his fault. What does he want to see moving forward with the interim Joe Brady? 
just more than anything, like I just said, is come out with some with an energy about our offense and, and what we're doing, and and, uh, and 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 move the football and score points. I mean, that's really uh, the offense's job at the end of the day. All right, and apparently he thinks changing from Ken to Joe will not only give the offense energy, but will allow them to move the ball and score points. Could there be different play calls? Sure, but a lot of times when there's trashy execution, well, then the play call looks terrible. I I don't think you can blame Ken Dorsey for turnovers. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, And we know that turnovers are a major issue. Because get this, the Bills are still in the top 10 in most offensive categories. Now, granted, they've had some some big-time blowouts earlier in this run. They've dropped four of their last six. They're not scoring over 26 points now. But they are still top 10 in points per game in yards per game, in passing yards per game, and the middle of the road in running yards or rushing yards per game. I just, I hate the idea that this comes down, just this the suggestion that it comes down to one guy. But Sean McDermott said it was just time for a change. They needed to shake up. It was time for a change. Uh, Bill Belichick, this is kind of interesting. Also, a coach much maligned in the AFC East. Does he still have the Patriots locker room? I feel like we're working hard. We're getting better at a lot of things. We just got to work harder at getting, you know, we get that done. Then, and if we do that, then the results change. So is that a yes or a no? <laughs> I covered it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea if that's a yes or if that's a no. I appreciate the question. I really do. I mean, he's, he's lying. Gosh, we didn't even get to everything that I wanted to get to. For instance, uh, Jerry Jones lamenting the loss of Leighton Vander Esch, another neck injury for him, one of the great Dallas linebackers, and there's a chance this could be a season-ending injury. Uh, so maybe we'll hear from Jerry coming up on our next show. Uh, I'm sorry. It is season-ending. Yes, thank you, Producer Jay, for correcting me. It is season-ending. It could be career-ending is what I meant to say. It didn't quite come out right. Also, Craig Council speaks for the first time about why he wanted to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs, and I'm sorry we didn't get to that either. Uh, we've had Rookies of the Year now and Managers of the Year, and both in the American League have come from Baltimore, which is pretty cool. 101 wins and set up moving forward. And Brandon Hyde beat both Bruce Bochy, who won the World Series, as well as the Rays. And so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's award season in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that tonight as well. Enjoy your hump day. Survive it. We'll be back with you in just a few hours. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.